Karats, and you're listening to Pure with Howard Thompson on WPKN in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Wow!
Well, good afternoon and welcome to a very special edition of Pure with me, Howard Thompson, here at WPKN in Bridgeport, broadcasting at 89.5 FM on your radio and streaming all around the world at WPKN.org. Why is it special? Well, it's special because I have with me in the studio the two people responsible for that holy noise, that glorious cacophony, that magnificent racket. <laughs> Flavia and Martin Corey, known as the Corets, welcome to WPK and Bridgeport. Thanks, Howard. Thank Thanks for having us. Hello, everybody. This is, this is indeed a, a, a surprise, well, a pleasure. Um, for me, I'm sorry, I must apologise to my listeners to, as we started off with the Rolling Stones' latest single um, because I was told that uh, the Corettes were stuck in traffic and so I thought, oh, OK, well, we'll start with the Stones and see where it goes. But then they walked in just as the Stones started. So <laughs> anyway, um, here we are. The show is now underway proper. And um, before we get into the, well, talking about um, their backgrounds, etc. Let me just tell the lis you listeners what we heard. Opening the show, or opening the Corets part of the show, we heard Hop the Twig, a 45 from the UK. Too Late to Say I'm Sorry from the fabulous Corets LP back in Mono. And Nighttime, The Boy of Mine, the B-side of Want You Like a Cigarette. Another 45 from the UK. I love B-sides and um, I'll always play a B-side. Are you... Oh, wait a minute. Try that one. Are you there? Hello? Hi. <laughs> OK, Hello, good. No, there. All right. Well, we're all, we're all mic'd up now. Um, Flavia, you grew up in Brazil. Yes. And uh, I was born in, and I grew up in Brazil. Okay, and um, Martin, you are from Denmark. Denmark, yeah. How did you guys meet? Well, uh, we met in a tour in 2013, that's 10 years ago, mm -hmm. when Martin's former band, Columna Neckties, was supporting my former band, Ultramas, in a two-week tour okay. in Brazil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it was like five in the morning in this van, you know, uh, I was like food tired and I don't, didn't want to go on tour two weeks in this van with uh, 14 guys. His band was like travel, uh, six guys party. I was playing with a three-year-old plus the driver of the roadie. And I was like a little angry. Uh -huh. And it was like one place empty. My side, I put my stuff. Say, okay, I'm going to have some privacy. Uh -huh. First guy to come in from the Danish band was Martin. Yeah. And he said, just, oh, hey. Next to you, right? Here. Yeah. And he's still sitting by my side after... Ten years. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're a lucky guy. I am absolutely. <laughs> I think so too. Every day. Um, well, as you'll hear throughout the show, the songs that influenced you are very different to the songs that you grew up with. Um, I don't want okay. to give away your age, but I mean, I don't expect you were alive when Neil Sedaka or the no, Wall of no. Sound was going well, on. Because you picked some fantastic records to play. Oh, and and um, I mean, s several of them are amongst my favorite singles of all time. And definitely one of them is oh. my favorite single. So I'm Ooh. very oh, excited to get that. to that. Yeah. Um, but um, when you were growing up, wouldn't I'd take a rough guess here that people like Michael Jackson and maybe Green Day or yeah. Oasis, yeah. those are probably the 
artists that were on the radio were they on the yeah, radio in was, Denmark or that was, in yeah, Brazil? Absolutely, absolutely. That is a teenage uh, soundtrack. Absolutely. Uh, I was actually very lucky to be born in the eighties in Brazil uh-huh. because uh, I don't know why. I mean, we had Rock in Rio in eighty six. It was the biggest event right. ever in Brazil. I so that opened the doors for international acts to actually. T- I remember, for example, Tina Turner's show in Rio on TV when I was like five or four, uh-huh. you know, that was such an impact right. in my life. And she was this role model. She was cool. She was this voice and her attitude. So, uh, and also the, what's called, what we call B-Rock, Brazilian rock, was actually on mainstream radio in the 80s all the time. So we had this, uh, I mean, Mutantes as a band we're going to listen after it was before I was born back then. But in the 80s, we had a lot of like... Uh, Post-punk and new wave bands, Brazilian, right. like on radio, like mainstream radio all really? the time. Yeah, so this combination of opening up to international concerts and, and the B-Rock on the mainstream radio, it was a part of my uh, of my growing up, you know, music influences. And also MTV arrived in Brazil in 1990 when I was just like leaving my childhood, like I was eight, nine years old. So, it, and it was very good. All the American artists who came to Brazil, British, they say, wow, your interview is great. You don't have like the reality shows. It's only about music. Right, so right. we had this, uh, it was called, I think, uh, B-Sides, like two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was this where I got to know the Cramps, for example, or, <laughs> or the Ramones. And, right. and uh, for me, as a nine, ten years old, it was like, oh my God, it was a whole world that, that came through MTV, you know. Fantastic. So, so I think that was my my diet as a child growing up. Okay. Um, well, you picked from Brazil Os Mutantes. Yeah, that's my favorite Brazilian band. Okay. Ever. Uh, t- yeah. Would you like to introduce the song? Yes, of course. Uh, we're going to hear Os Mutantes and uh, which song actually? Oh, it was a Minha Menina, yeah. Uh, it, it's actually a Jorge Ben song he was the composer if anyone familiar with brazilian music popular music he was a he, he made it is a yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. so he's a he's a great uh, a very accomplished songwriter and uh, i chose those mutantes of course it's not from my my the time i was growing up but uh, it has the, it had already this cult status in brazil which which is now all over the world people here in the us uh, i think kurt cobain when he went to brazil i was in the nirvana show he gave interviews say well i want to meet arnaldo batista the mutantes composer so he was already getting this cult status. sean leno is a big fan of mutantes sure. so and, and rita lee rita lee as you want to say who was the singer of Mutantes, one of the singers, uh, was my first, I mean, together with Tina Turner in the 80s, my first female uh, role model. Right. She was okay. fun. She was iconoclast. She was a, a fashion icon. She was musical. She was a, so exuberant. She died. She uh, just died, she right? She just died. Yeah, yeah. And we were touring America, actually, and uh-huh. I, I was in shock. I, would, I, I cried. Right. You know, that's uh-huh. that's how important. She was kicked out of the band when they started going to a more prog direction. Mm-hmm. They were Because this time here, they were in the Tropicalia mu- movement. They were very creative and, and avant-garde, if you listen nowadays is very avant-garde sure. still but uh when when she was kicked out totally like she got very down and she became after that 
the most popular pop singer in Brazil. So she was like this turnaround and, hey, look where I am now, guys. Right, and right. she got much more popular than Matanzas in her solo career. So my mom had all the records, so I grew up listening to her music. So in oh. that way, it's also part of my, you know, growing up influences. Okay. So the song's called Mia Menina, and it has a great first sound. And you know the magazine in England, Mojo? Mojo, oh. of course. They, they called... This album, um, it, one of the 50 most out there albums of all time. <laughs> well, they're definitely out there. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> with Nobody But You from 2018's We Are The Corets album, their second, and that followed Ace of Spades by Link Ray and the Raymen from December 1965 on the Swan label, his 25th single. And I guess that's where Poison Ivy from The Cramps stole her guitar part in Sunglasses After Dark. Absolutely. (laughs) And actually, I first heard of Link Ray because of The Cramps. Yes, Yes, I'm sure a lot of people did as well. Absolutely. So it's so good that they were so generous. Uh, You know, I I actually heard first time of Dwayne Eddy and and Link Ray in a Cramps interview in Mm -hmm. a book I was reading. Right. So I was around 14, 15. And and when when I heard Rumble, I was like, how can you not get hooked when you heard that guitar sound? Exactly. Did Did you get to see The Cramps? No, no. They have never been in Brazil, unfortunately. Not even you, Martin? No. No. Never. You, you, oh, you, you probably saw them many times. Many times. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
are now jealous. Yeah, they were good people too. Um, well, Poison Ivy also is a, was a, a big role model to me. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to ask the Corets anything, you may do so by finding the WPKN page at spinitron.com. Mm-hmm. And with any luck, you'll see the chat room right there. Fire away now. I've got a couple of questions for you. Don says hello. And Don hello, has occasionally... He occasionally plays bass with the Flaming Groovies. Okay. Um, and he's, he's saying... Do the Corets still use those great Vox Grenadier columns on stage? Oh, Don, that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> so, oh, we yeah. love the Fleming yeah. groovies. We have to start saying So the that. thing is, we previously we have been one, like one of the only touring bands we, we where we actually brought these uh, beautiful Vox columns. And, uh, uh-huh. and we, we brought, brought them because PA, we yeah. tried many things to emulate this. Uh, we wanted this 60s PA vocal sound. Right. That and it cranks up with the volume. Tried pedals, we tried mixes, tried all kinds of effects. <laughs> we could not do it. Yeah. So yes. then we decided, okay, we we want a PA sound. Per sound so we bring. Why a PA. don't we just bring it? Then? Right. Yeah. So we found it together with an old uh, Swedish Hagström uh, PA mixer. And then we started carrying this uh, PA to the show. And, and it was funny because sometimes the sound guys were like, oh my, like Don, oh no, my God, you have some this, people, this is respect. So, and no, some guys were like, why are, you, yeah, why are you bringing this old crap here? <laughs> I remember, yeah, crap. exactly. I, you know, <laughs> no, but you know, we actually had a, almost had a real big fight with a sound tech in, in Denmark once because he's, he, he got so offended Oh. Because he said the speakers are puking. Uh, Sounds like it's broken. No, but that's <laughs> actually the sound no, no, we no, like. Said, no, exactly. <laughs> no, got, we carry he, this for this sound. He, oh yeah. So yeah. Don also asks. Um, speaking of fuzz, um, what fuzz box do you use, Flavia? Oh, I, I have several actually. It's a big oh. collection. But but on, on the on the albums, we use the Maestro. Yeah. Uh, the Gibson Tone, Yeah. Yeah. The 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 original one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not heavy enough. As we're only a duo, when we play live, yep. we need a little more punch than. Uh, I mean, we love the sound of the maestro, but we tried it live; it didn't work out. So, but actually, answering Don, we don't bring any more the PA no, because the it's thing- just too heavy to carry. And of course, when we fly to the US, we cannot. The bring thing it. is right. now, but we would love to. We have it on. We stopped sure. doing it because also we play 140 shows a year, so you know. Yeah, our bags are carrying, and uh, no, we <laughs> yeah. stopped doing it. We have to get it, more uh, money to get really love the sound, but you know, we still love the sound. That'll happen yeah. soon, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, I hope so. Special occasions. When <laughs> Don is coming, yeah, we're going to bring oh, yeah, it. Yeah, for okay. you, we bring for you, Don. But also, the, the pedal I'm using right now is a Don Electro, actually. Okay. Uh, but uh, I use the Hyperfuzz of... Uh, of uh, Boss. It's because those have a big low-end possibilities. Mm-hmm. So what we use live is that the fuzz is also come of a bass thing, yeah, yeah, you know? Uh-huh. So it, then it gets more powerful. Sure. So so that's what we are, I'm using right now. You know, it's actually um, not totally true. I have to correct because we use the Eisenhower. It's Eisenhower Dan Electro. Okay. It's a Dan Electro. No, the boss, the boss I, I used before. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't use it anymore. Right. Just but uh, but both yeah. of them have a very, I, I have said that too. You didn't hear it. it but uh, both of them have a good low end. Martin, did you know that Link Ray lived in Denmark for the last yes. 20 years of his life? I do. And I was Did actually, you see him? Yeah, that's the thought. And normally I, when we talk about Link Ray, you know, because uh, I was actually living in Copenhagen at the time, I think when he was also still alive. And uh, he's uh, buried in, in Copenhagen mm-hmm. also. Uh-huh. I, but I always normally joke about this. I could have been in the supermarket grocery line 
together with him and not even knowing he was there because no one actually knew he was living in Copenhagen. Oh, like he that looks time. like Link Ray. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. wow, well, this dude looks like, yeah, no, no. No, and Amazon, yeah, unfortunately. I'm embarrassed to admit I'm I'm not really familiar with many Danish bands. I'll tell you the ones I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, Gasoline. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. Los Umbrellos. Don't know them. Disco oh, I, band. I, I don't know. Laid Back. Laid Back. And the Ravenettes. 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 We love the Ravenettes, right? That's a nice band, yeah. Um, Anyone from Denmark that had a big influence on you, or is there anyone coming up that that you kind of recommend to look out for? Yeah, but you also, you know, we we have to, even if you like the band or not, we have to mention Aqua, which was a. I don't know Aqua. Aqua was a Barbie girl. You know it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just still, you know. Either you like you know you don't have to like it, but you know, it's, well, we it's still acknowledge the big work and the big impact they have had on us. Okay, because that's yeah, right. our only big band who ever made it really, really worldwide big. So that's why wow. I'm saying it. Okay, but uh, Gasoline is good with Kim Larsen and uh, yeah, and Kim uh, Larsen had also solo career, which is very yeah. interesting. Uh-huh. He was like a, a, a an idol like in Denmark. He died a, a couple uh, of years ago. He was in all uh, every festival. He was like every yeah. festival we played. It's back he in was the seventies, right? Yeah, but he kept on going up oh, to oh, two years ago when, yeah, when he died. He was yeah. making shows, sitting down, playing. Yeah, yeah, he's absolutely. a very cool guy. No, he he was really cool. And uh, yeah. but talking about Ravenettes, yeah, Sunabana and, uh, and Sharon Fu was a really good. I, I still I think they play a little bit still, but uh, not mm-hmm. so much anymore. Uh, but they must be a friend of yours because didn't sooner uh, play on one of your the thing records. Is, in, no. the, in the nineties, when I was a kid, you know, I was a, a big grunge fan. Okay, so we'd like with a. And as soon as the lead singer of Ravenettes had a, a Danish oh. grunge band called Psyched Up, Psyched Up Janice. Okay, and this band was was my big big nineties heroes. Oh, really? And and. Now we just we were just asked here recently to they're gonna go on like a thirty year reunion. anniversary reunion tour. Oh great! And we're gonna play with them Yay, in, in Denmark. So I'm a little uh, happy fanboy here. You know, I don't I haven't heard the music for years, but you know, with the but, n- nostalgia is uh, really cool. To uh, but uh-huh. I, I think about Suna Suna Wagner playing with us. Maybe it's because we were featuring the same. A uh, record by Tremlo Birgert. Yeah. Tremlo yeah. Birgert ah. is a great uh, Danish surf band. I definitely recommend them. Right. And they made this uh, like special appearances in their last album. So I think we were in a track uh, maybe with him on the guitar, I think, something like that. Minimum, but yeah. we, we didn't match. Yeah. You know, it was oh. like we recorded the vocals and he put the guitar. So it was oh, like that. Okay. Uh, but I definitely recommend Tremlo Birgert and Power Solo. Right. Kim from Power Solo, he produced Here Are the Carats and We Are the Carats. So right. he's a big part of the story of our band. Okay. And Power Solo is a great band. All right. Well, continuing with your list of favorite records and influences, oh, yeah. here's one that I'll always play when I can. It's probably, well, it's definitely my favorite single of all time. And it's probably the most played song on Pure. I, I, yeah. I don't think I've played any other song more times than this one. Um, it says I can Tina Turner on the label. But the story goes Phil Spector paid money <laughs> to Ike to keep him out of the studio. Fantastic just, we story. We just talked about yeah. this yesterday in Dublin there after we yeah, we love we love this story too. This is Rock and Roll Radio. Stay tuned for more rock and roll.
Well, we just we just heard my guests, the Courettes, with my one and only baby, a, a tribute of sorts to Phil Spector's Wall of Sound, and I think in particular Hal Blaine, perhaps. Yeah. Um, in uh, and that comes from the UK version of their album, Back in Mono. Let me take a guess. Hal Blaine, mm-hmm. one of your favourites? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I, I remember I made a record once with a, a, an artist called um, Angel Corpus Christi, and we had Hal Blaine play on seven of the songs. Ooh, oh, wow. my okay. God. And uh, he, he, was, he was so funny. I mean, yeah. he, he was hysterically funny. Everything was was just... We were laughing for two whole days. And he would do every take, like he would do one run through and maybe he would take two takes, but usually it was one take. And he was so, so great. And he brought a little suitcase about two feet by 18 inches Mm -hmm. that had written on the outside of it said Spectre Box. And inside the suitcase was all his percussion, like the the castanets, the bells, the, the, you know, tambourine, you know... Wood blocks and wow. it was it was just called Spectre Box and it was oh, so perfect. Okay. Wow. Thanks for the story. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm, you've got to tell me stories. So, <laughs> so but you're right. Hell Blaine, Hell Blaine, Hell Blaine is a gigantic, uh, gigantic, of course, uh, inspiration of of uh, also on, on Back and Mono. I really digged and I really dug deep in in uh, in uh, his his feels and the way of playing and. Uh, the thing about Hal Blaine is he's so fresh. He's he's always uh, upbeat. Mm-hmm. In everything he plays, it's always energetic. And uh, and uh, he's a big inspiration. And I always, whenever we play our song Ringo, which is of course uh, an homage to Ringo Starr, it's, uh-huh. uh, I always presented this as an homage to the second best drummer in the world. <laughs> and that meaning at that whole plane is we actually yesterday in in New York we did a little quiz uh-huh. we, the mood was great so uh, I actually asked people hey who is the best in the world if if Ringo's number 2 who is the best one in the world so people were Charlie Watts, Keith Moon, and uh, Bonham, all of them. And that's <laughs> Did it. anyone get it right? No, and, and, and many shouted me, and that's, of course, wrong. <laughs> uh, so, and then, uh, no, of course, it's Hal Blaine. And Hal Blaine was, he, he recorded, what, 10,000 songs? Yeah, and, and most still, of them were hits. And most of them were hits. And probably one take. <laughs> and the cool thing Amazing. is, Spectre had, like, three bass players, five pianos, a uh, hundred guitar players, mm-hmm. but only one drummer. Yeah, yeah. And it was always Hal Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. On 10,000 songs, huh? Fantastic. And still energetic and uh, innovative in playing and is uh, always, uh, yeah, it's really amazing drummer. Mm-hmm. Best one in the world, absolutely. Well, let's see. The Courettes followed the Ramones and I can Tina Turner. Yeah, and wow, Flavia, you saw the Ramones when yes, you I were did. 13 years old. I was old. 13, yeah. And where was this? It was it, in Rio, my hometown, uh-huh. in a very cool venue that, that was called Circo Vador, like Flying Saucer. It was like a circus tent, you uh-huh. know, one of the biggest and better venues in Rio. And I was the only one in my school who did the Ramones, you know. Yeah. So I was the only one walking with the T-shirts. I thought I was the only one who knew the Ramones in Rio at all. You know, I was 13 at right. home. I, 
I, I mean, I got to know the Ramones at two in the morning via, via MTV with rock and roll radio. It was the first time, and I was like, "Wow, what's that sound?" Yeah. Uh, and then they came to play in Rio, so I, I went to my with my sister. How big uh, was the? How big was that circus tent? Oh, I should how say I don't know, two thousand people. Okay, three thousand people, something like that. Okay. And when I arrived there, suddenly I saw all this, you know, misfits and freaks, like as we like. <laughs> Everybody were like there was thousands of Ramones fans like me, mm-hmm. and they were so packed. People were hanging in the ceiling. They were hanging in the ceiling. Wow! And when I saw Mark Ramone playing one, two, three, four, that day actually, I, I, I that day I decided I was already playing bass and guitar. I decided this is what I'm gonna do in my life. Really? And here I am, like 25 years after, <laughs> still doing it. So that was the impact of seeing the Ramones live. Really? That's fantastic. And, I, and of course, I found my crowd. I found my people, you know, not in my school, but right. in my city. Sure. Yeah. I also read that you'd taken your first joint. Yeah. Oh, oh can we say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so maybe it was part of the experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I saw it on the internet, so it could may, may not no, be true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just rumors. If mom is listening. <laughs> oh, dear. So um, I think Joey Ramone would have loved you guys. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, we have we share kind of the same influences. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so mm-hmm. I mean, everybody think about Ramones as a punk band. We were just talking this in another interview, and they were, like, great uh, songwriters. You know, we were very pop tunes, you know, very influenced with the girl groups. So mm-hmm. they should definitely be seen as pop songwriters. Mm-hmm. Well, you've, you've picked some classics. Uh, here's a couple more, and we'll start this set with little Eva. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Flavia. And I'm Martin. And we're at the Corettes, right here at WPKN in Bridgeport, on your radio at 89.5 FM and streaming all around the world at WPKN.org. Let's just talk a little bit about Little Eva, because any minute we're going to get interrupted. In fact, 45 seconds will be interrupted, so keep it short. Well, I lo- this is one of my favorite songs, you know, uh-huh. it's, uh, it, and, and Carol King, is, she's a great songwriter with, with, with her husband, uh, Jerry, Jerry Goffin, I think, I think, I don't know how you say his name, so, so Goffin, yeah, Goffin, yeah, but they, I mean, they, they were masters of songwriting, and we were digging a lot their works, and also Motown songwriters, when we did Back in Mono, and, and I heard the story that Little Eva was just like the babysitter of their kids, something like yeah, that. Absolutely. And uh, and that's a fantastic story. But but this is this is for me is three minutes uh, pop yeah. a pearl songwriting. My lonely mornings are so cold. I've been around too much, you know. No need to feel alone Cause now I'm
another classic from the Courettes. Yeah. Fantastic. I can hardly wait from uh, my album of the year in 2021, Back yeah. in Mono. Thank, Thank you. you. And it's, it's written down on the internet. I know, yeah. I saw it. <laughs> Um, that followed a, 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 um, a bit of George Harrison's Waiting on You. I'll, I'll get this together one of these days. So I'm sorry out there, folks. All you George Harrison fans, I know you're wanting to kill me, but um, <laughs> I, I'd actually already prepared this, uh, these segues and um, I, I sort of burned a CD and I, I can't separate the tracks. So they all be one sort of long track rather than three separate ones. So... Um, we took a flyer on that, and it, I don't think it worked too well. But anyway, it was George, and it sounded fantastic. Yes, yes. As always. So uh, my friend Lindsay in Scotland started sending me Corette's records in 2015, and he tells oh, yeah. me you're both big Beatles fans. Yeah, yeah, huge. It's my favorite band ever. Really, one, one is a little bit bigger than the other. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bigger fan, bigger yeah. Beatles fan uh-huh. than, than Martin. Yeah, he was Would a b- b- bigger Beach Boy. We had a lot Beach of Boys interesting fan. discussions when yeah. we met because I think Beach Boys is a better band than the Beatles. Yeah, no, you cannot say that here. Yeah, I can say that absolutely. <laughs> we had the discussion a lot. Uh, we have discussed this. But he has for a very good years. argument about that. We have discussed this. Well, I love the Beach years. Boys well, too. Hey, we love both. I'll be the referee, and both are great. You both yeah, are great. Absolutely. I know. I, I mean, I love Beach Boys too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll be hearing from the Beatles in a little while. But before that, like the Ramones, the Velvet Underground was a group that inspired many to pick up a guitar and for, or form a band. When did you first become aware of the Velvets? And if you were to cover any Lou Reed song, what would it be? Well, I, I was 12 when I first heard Velvet Underground. It was this The Doors movie uh, soundtrack, uh, which presented me as a kid. Yeah, I put that record out when I worked at Electra Records. Oh, my God. And, Thank I, insi- you, and I insisted the Velvet Underground be on that yeah. record. The, the, um, the, the film company didn't want anybody except for The Doors on that oh, record. Really? But well, I wanted you, the Velvet Underground. It was thanks oh. to you. I got to know Velvet Underground. Wow. No, Thank you. Amazing. You're welcome. I was definitely the only kid at 12 in my school who did the of film. Course. I'm in Rio. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, this record, amazing. I think it's one of the records I heard more in my life. And, uh-huh. and I learned how to play all the guitar. And the songs are very easy to play in the guitar. Three chords, four chords. And, I, and I, that's a very hard question. Which one I would like to cover from that record? I actually can play all the songs. So really? I'll be a mirror, uh, uh, Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, all tomorrow's parties. Sure. So I think, I mean, all tomorrow's parties maybe could be a very nice cover for the Corrette. But I like also Lou Reed's solo career. So Vicious sure. or Perfect Day, uh, yep. amazing songwriting there. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I think that's hard to choose one, but uh, what, a, what a fantastic band. You well, know. let's listen to Sunday Morning then. Yes. yes.
Well, we heard two we heard two Corets uh, songs sandwiched in there, mm-hmm. both sung in a foreign language. Bye bye mon amour, obviously, is in French, and it's uh, UK forty five um, with the. English version, I Want You Like a Cigarette, on the flip. And their last single, Daydream, was sung in Japanese on, yeah. the, on, the, on one side and English on the other and released in Japan to support a Japanese tour. Did you enjoy going to Japan? Oh, my God. It was like a, one of the our best tours ever. You know, it was a, it's amazing. Have you been to Japan? Yes, a couple it's, of times. It is. So everybody who went there, you know, it's like an amazing place and people are so polite and so nice and they, they, we felt so welcome. And they love Western sort of pop uh-huh. culture, don't they? They love it. And yeah. all the bands we play together, I mean, the five, six, seven, eights, oh. <laughs> supported us. You're kidding. We really? were so we were thrilled so, uh... that we are going to support them when we got the bills. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, we're going to play with five, six, seven, eights. Oh, my God. And then they said, oh, we're so happy to be supporting. And then the promoter said, no, you're not supporting. Of course, they're supporting you. <laughs> so that was amazing. And we went to Tower Records, you know, Tower Records. They still have Tower Records. Uh-huh. And it was this big shrine with the Kurats. It was like Foo Fighters or Shakira, I don't know. And the Kurats, you know. Really? With wow. the stuff written in Japanese. I said, what's that? Best garage band in Europe, visit Japan, you know. It was amazing. Well, we just had a call from a listener who said that he'd never heard anything like the Kurats before. And is and, and is um, a fan of an, a whole new genre of music wow. that he's never oh heard. So, so that's you. nice. I, unfortunately, I didn't get his name, but um, uh, we're happy to be putting on this show for you. And uh, speaking of shows, um, I'd like to remind you, listeners out there, that uh, the Corets are playing in New Haven today, uh, tonight at um, nine ten o'clock. Uh, there's an opening act called um, I've got it somewhere. Kid Killers. I can find it here. Uh, uh, oh I'll get to it. A killer kin. Killer oh, kin. Yeah, killer kin. Yeah. They're nice. on at nine o'clock. Um, the the uh, club is Cafe Nine in New Haven, and uh, I encourage everybody to come down tonight because yes. it, I don't know when they'll be back. Um, hopefully, it'll be sometime next year. Um, because there will be a new record. They've been recording in Denmark, and yeah. uh, half the record's done, apparently. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Good. Um, anything to say about the new record? What's it, what can we expect? Uh, I think this is going to be our... Our best record so far. They get better uh, every time. I think so. (laughs) No, the thing is, we did Bag and Mono, and then we looked at each other and saying, how... How are we going to top this? Because we are so proud of that. Somehow, yeah, yeah. somehow we made a, a classic album without knowing it, and <laughs> and, and it it turned out to be so. So we're extremely proud of, it. and also with the sound you just heard, you know, sounds amazing, and it's totally on the top of of all these big Spectre productions. And mm-hmm. it's this is made in small Denmark. In, in our own studio. In our own studio in an old farm in the countryside. And we should say it's just a work of. The, Three people, Three, uh, like yeah. me, you have Martin, an engineer, a and we had the producer engineer, yeah. Soren yeah. Christensen, from a band called The Blue Van from yeah. Denmark. Uh-huh. So we did all the overdubs, and yeah, he, he put some organ. I play piano, I play bass, I play guitar. We did, uh, he played castaneras yeah. and everything. Sure. And we had the mixing guy called Seiki Sato from Japan, and a mastering guy called Valentin Cruz from Denmark. Yeah. And that's that's it. Because sometimes people ask, okay, oh, you had like this big band backing you up, no. you know? <laughs> no, we did overdubs, man. So we played everything. <laughs> On it, so we are so proud. 
You did great. Yeah. Um, we also heard Neil Sedaka, the Beach Boys, and the Velvet Underground. Does anybody want to say anything about that, or should we just go straight back into the Corettes? Well, we love the Beach Boys, and yeah, and we, had, like, we talked about a little bit earlier. We had many, and still discuss until the day after ten years. <laughs> who's the best because we like to say who is the best right and of course I say I actually still say the Beach Boys and I do it for a very good reason because uh, the Beatles are amazing stuff really of course it's a joke discussion you know because we we love both love but, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Of course. the thing is I think Beach Boys was just a little tad better because Beatles were more songwriters. Three songwriters Two, huh? three songwriters Ringo, Ringo also songs, did a little yeah. bit you know mm-hmm. so we're actually four songwriters mm-hmm but Brian Wilson was only one, and he did stuff. So even Beatles went saying, oh, wow. Now we have to step sounds, up. <laughs> now we have to do even better. <laughs> and he did this alone and also right. went to the studio being in the a producer, producer sure. and yeah, wanting yeah. this sound there and uh, emulating also the Spectre, which was his big inspiration. And a, He was a soldier. So that's why, you know, a Beach Boys, the best band in the world. Okay, well, that's good. Here's something you wrote for Martin, Flavia, uh, which also passes for a, a sort of homo- an homage to strong, confident women like Yoko Ono. Yeah, I'm a fan of Yoko Ono. I yeah, don't believe I mean, that story that she broke up the Beatles. You no, know, she no. was a fantastic artist. And if John Lennon loves her, you know, I love her too. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> and Greta Garbo and Brigitte Bardot. Exactly. So let's listen to the, um, That's a, the Corrette's I wanna first be, album. Yeah. I Want to Be Your Yoko Ono.
Won't Let You Go is from the Back in Mono LP. Uh-huh. It's a classic, I tell you. Yeah, yeah it's very much. catchy. <laughs> There's also an Italian 45 of that title, sung in Italian. Yeah. Noche la cero. And... <laughs> But yes, good. Uh, I didn't, I'm glad I didn't have to say that. Ah, I'd have got well, it wrong. I probably have said it wrong too. <laughs> the, um, and opening that set, I want to be your Yoko Ono. That comes from Here Are the Corets, the band's first album released as a 10-inch LP in Germany and re-released in 2021 as a 12-inch LP. CD fans will be pleased to know that Here Are the Corets was coupled with their second LP, We Are the Corets, and released on one CD as here we are, the Corets. <laughs> and that's easily findable online. Uh, let's talk about the Kinks. Who picked that one? Well, I take it. I, I love the Kinks. And, and for so many, first, uh, Ray Davis is one of the best songwriters yep. in pop history. Sure. It's just those pop pearls. And, uh, and uh, he's such a good storyteller, like uh, Dead on Street. You know, you're there in the house. You're just, yep. he's so good in describing situations. As you mm. say, Waterloo, Sunset. Sunny yeah. afternoon. You can, like, I mean, yeah, lazy on a sunny afternoon. Yeah. You know, this is, this is a pop classics, you know, yeah, timeless. Yeah. He's a fantastic. But also, I think Dave Davis and his guitar sound and yep. his riffs is a big influencing my guitar playing sure and i love the story that they had this little amp and they made a hole on it and then suddenly there's a da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> so i love everything about it and also i think his solos is a little bit how i see solos i'm i'm not a very accomplished guitar player i actually i'm a bass player mm-hmm. and i play with like i play as side woman you know i'm an accomplished bass player yeah so I, I, but what i think about his solos for example it's more like the storytelling in the solo, the solo that fits the song, mm-hmm. whether the like so like like, <laughs> like showing around skills for nothing, you know. So so I mean, I'm a big fan of the brothers and a big fan of the Kings. Why Victoria? Well, it could have been others too. I don't know why we chose Vic- you. Actually, I, chose I, Victoria. I think I chose it. Actually, I used to wear many years ago. Also, before meeting, meeting Flavia, uh, I I used to DJ a lot in Denmark in Copenhagen. There was a fantastic rock and roll bar called Drone. And um, uh, I was always used to play this song here, and it was oh. just it was just a party starter. So uh, I think, I think we, we also wanted to go out of the all day love of the night and uh, you know sure. the classics, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. which are great. I would love to play them yeah, like yeah. nonstop. But uh, that's no, I, I think that's that's great. I, oh. I, I, we don't hear enough of Victoria. Yeah. Actually, the, the dedicated to your wife. Well, yeah, um, we she's, she's called Victoria. <laughs> exactly, she's uh, <laughs> over on Long Island listening. In, great. Uh, I Hi, hope. Victoria. <laughs> All right, now one of you, would you please introduce the Shirelles? Shirelles, it's um, one of the really uh, classic uh, girl groups. Not spec to produce though, but um, trying also to to go for this wall of sound, and uh, they were really uh, inspired. I don't know who actually produced the stuff, but who perhaps. wrote was Carol King again? Mm-hmm. And I think Jerry I don't know if perhaps it was Shadow Morton who also did Shangri La. I don't yeah, know, yeah, maybe. but uh, you know. This is Will You Love Me Tomorrow is one of the most beautiful uh, heartbreak songs ever written. And uh, yeah, it just goes, to, goes in the heart. Like it's a, not a heartbreak. She's afraid of having a heartbreak next morning. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> Let's discuss what the this story, after. Yeah, that's yeah. what the story is about. Yeah. Great track. Let's have a party
Great, <laughs> well, we love wow. it. Doesn't that sound great? It sounds so so modern <laughs> to yes, you, isn't absolutely. it? So fresh. Wow. I wonder what the Beatles would be doing nowadays if they were all alive, you know, doing music. You know, I don't know. But it's just... Uh, I hate to think. Yeah, it's <laughs> no. just so fresh. It's, yeah, it's perfect the way it is. Yeah, That's exactly. mess with the Beatles, yeah. yeah precisely. Um, okay, well, the Beatles with the exceedingly psychedelic Tomorrow Never Knows from August 1966. Before the Beatles, my favourite Courette song, Misfits and Freaks. Yes. I've played that a few times. Appears on the Courette's album, Boom Dynamite, a compilation put together exclusively for the American market, consisting of songs and singles culled from their earliest days through to their last album back in mono. It's a great record and well worth investigating. Um, Now, you told me that you've sold out of all the music on your merch table, but you do have T. T-shirts and other... We have T-shirts and free hugs, I think. That's what we have left. We sell all the CDs, all the records, all the... Thank you for everybody who came to the shows. Yeah, Yeah. tell us about this tour. Where where did it take you and what was the most fun part of this leg of America? Well, we're just so pleased. First time in the East Coast, you know, we started in Detroit. And, of course, we went to Motown Studio 8. It was a magical experience. You can just feel all over your body. Have you been there? No, I haven't. This is real magic. You can feel in your body, in your cells. That's all this music energy that's still in the in that room mm-hmm. it, was, it was that was totally one of the highlights of I the saw show. the I, I saw your pictures on Facebook and I encourage anybody who's enjoying today's show that uh, they should you should follow the Corets yeah, at uh, Facebook and Instagram because mm-hmm. uh, uh, their photos are fantastic I mean apart from the incredible style that Flavia and Martin exude um, it's it, it's just beautiful to look at and yeah, and, and they they Thank are you. very, very dedicated rock and roll fans and and love the history of it all. And mm-hmm. so they, you find pictures of them at Graceland in Memphis, uh, at the Cavern in Liverpool, um, at uh, Stax Studios. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Leeds University, exactly. So, so um, really do yourselves a favour and check it, uh, f- follow the Correttes because yeah. it's, a, it's an exciting page to look at every day. There's tons of pictures going up so thank you and we call rock and roll pilgrim what we're doing like we have we have to go to certain places when memphis was amazing why go to a place and not discover you know what made it so great in the first place we haven't been sleeping so much because we have have like one uh, shows every day we just had one day off in memphis it's our first day off in almost nine years career Because, You're kidding. Yes. No, we don't. Bit, we hate yeah. day offs on tours. You know, we have a kid at home. We're working. We don't want to be paying hotels somewhere doing nothing. Right. So, but we said, okay, Memphis, we have to have our first day off wow. in Memphis. Then we yeah. did like Graceland, Sun Records, Tax Museum. Oh, Sun Records. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. Was that was amazing. That was yeah, also yeah. a highlight, one of yeah. the highlights of the tour. Sure. Yeah. But we've been also to Chicago. Chicago was great. Uh, we, we didn't make chess records, unfortunately, next time then. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Atlanta was very good, too. Yeah, and Gunner Fest in Memphis Gunner was Fest one of was the highlights, really of course. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, New York was fantastic, the too. The best audience. Well, the best audience. Um, like, Chicago was... Cr- they were crazy in Chicago, I think. More like, more, <laughs> in the crazy years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, they were good yesterday. We were good in Ghana Fest too. Ghana Fest was yeah, really, Ghana really Fest was a great, that, great crowd. No, it's Memphis. No, that's, Memphis that's why right, we were in Memphis. Yeah, okay, yeah okay. we had a day off the day after we played uh-huh. at Ghana oh. Fest. I think Ghana Fest gets the prize. Okay, yeah. all right. So let's see, where are we? Um, 
We did the merch. They're on tour. They're at Cafe 9 in New Haven tonight. And we heard the Shirelles, the first African-American all-girl group to have a number one on the oh, Billboard right. charts. Yeah. I didn't know this fact. Um, and as we said, music was written and arranged by Carol King and lyrics by Jerry Goffin. Obviously, the Beatles liked the Shirelles because yes. they covered Boys, the B-side of Will You Love Me Tomorrow and Baby It's You on Please Please Me. Baby It's You. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that brings us neatly. You and Martin have a young fella, a, a boy together. Yeah. Yes. And you call him Lennon. Yeah, he's called Lennon. He, mm-hmm. Lennon is my, 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 John Lennon is my favorite artist. Okay. And also, like, for example, songwriting. Tomorrow Never Knows. Paul McCartney is a fantastic songwriter, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe even more skilled than John Lennon. But he could never come up with Tomorrow Never Knows, for no. example, or, or Strawberry Fields Forever. Sure. It's so unusual the way he used the chords. Also, I mean, Tomorrow Never Knows uh, unusual in many ways with the loops and all that. But uh, the psychedelic. But uh, but for example, Strawberry Fields Forever is, is the, his songwriting is so unexpected. The use of the chords. Oh, oh my God, he went there. You know, it's uh, so he's absolutely. Uh, Fantastic artist, all his activism after he met Yoko and his solo. Uh, and also, for example, if you, if you hear a song like, like Mother, you know, the yeah. emotion yeah. In, in that track. I, I cry every time Martin walks me. Oh, no, you're going to cry again. <laughs> I, cry, I cry all the time. Uh-huh. Like he's screaming in the oh, end, putting his heart, heart oh. out, you know. The emotion in his voice, a great singer, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I thought when we, had, when we thought we were having a girl and then, and then we found out it was a boy. Yeah. What would you have called a girl? Actually, it was Stella. called Stella. Yeah, that's my, my, my grandmother's okay. name. Yeah. All right, so let's dedicate this next set to Stella Lennon. Stella McCartney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to Lennon. Yeah. I presume Thank he's you. at home at school or something? Yeah, he's Stella. at home with a grandmother, Matt's yeah. mother. All right, okay, Lennon, this is for you. Oh, thank you, Howard. Talking about my baby
Okay. Well, that was um, the Corets talking about my baby. And any second now, we're going to be interrupted by another automatic announcement. So we'll just carry on just until that is done. And then we'll do our own ID and then we'll carry on with the show. We are the Corets and you're listening to WPKN Bridgeport at 89.5 on your radio and streaming everywhere at WPKN.org. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we heard the Corets talking about my baby with uh, Martin duetting with Flavia and yes. up top. Uh, was that the first time you uh, appeared on vocals on a record? It was my first time, yeah, with a lead Kind of vocals, yeah. Uh huh. Okay, good. And uh, John Lennon from Double Fantasy, Beautiful Boy, yeah. went out to Lennon Curry back in Denmark. Yeah. Thank you. Had us both crying here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and Lennon has his own song too, Strawberry Boy. Yeah. 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 Miss our song uh -huh. And, uh, and now we want to yeah. go home. Go home. Yes. Give him a hug. Yeah. <laughs> Um, tonight you're in New Haven at Cafe Nine, and after tomorrow's gig in Providence, Rhode Island, you have a few days off before a series of shows in France and mm -hmm. another series in Germany, and finally a few dates in Sweden, Finland, and Denmark yeah. to round out the year. And one of the many things I love about the Corets is... Um, You have a, a, your desire to immerse yourself in in rock history. It's just that you you go to these places that that um, have such significance and meaning to many of us, mm -hmm. and uh, you clearly enjoy it because, uh, as I said before, your pages at, uh, on social media are, are so fun to look at. You have a great sense of style. Is is that have you always had that, or is this particular Corets thing? I think we uh, we all, always kind of had a, a, a love for the fashion, but I think we yeah. complemented each other. Of uh, I think when I we think met we, each other, we, yeah. we it was so nice to see somebody who had the same interests as me. I was already with this black and white style. I saw I some footage of some of your early bands, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, and and you you had that then. Yeah, uh, the but, black but and it, white. I had it before. Yeah, but it's now really pronounced. And exactly. It's, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's so good to see. Um, yeah, when we met, we were amazed that, that you know record collections were similar, but also this that he likes op art and black and white designs and and a and a space age design. If you go to a living room, you're invited one day here in Denmark. <laughs> Everything is like in a plastic fantastic uh, yeah. design from the from mid mid century design. Beautiful. So Martin has been a collector for years, and I, <laughs> and I was digging that too. And Martin, you you do. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but you you before I forget, you mm -hmm. do the uh, artwork, don't you? I yes. do all the artworks. Yeah, everything. You have, you have a company called We Don't Like Art or something. Yeah, I do. That's my <laughs> graphic designer. That's uh, the, my little rebellion against uh, a lot of art in the world. Yeah. Which, uh, But it's so distinctive. I mean, every every um, picture sleeve or single and yeah. LP, it's it, it it's clearly the corrects and and it just looks so well designed and beautiful. But well, that's the cool thing about the band because when we started doing music together, it was my dream dream band because I could also do all the graphic designs and exactly the project I always wanted to do designs for mm -hmm. could make it sixties and all the designs I I really love to do. Yep. I could do for ourselves, you know. So. Uh, It's a dream band in many ways. 
And we have totally freedom with uh, mm-hmm. all the statics. Exactly. Uh, you must be very thankful for your, to your record company to allow yes. you to yeah. have that freedom. Love yeah. to damage big love goods to Damage Goods records. from London, love UK. You. Excellent. Yeah, I, I, having worked for a few record companies, I know how difficult it is for some artists mm-hmm. to get what they want on their... Uh, in there um, to represent them but uh, you seem to have done it beautifully and uh, I congratulate you. Thank you so much. Who was it Martin that you saw first that made you decide you wanted to be a drummer? Yeah that's a good story. Uh, This was in a in a public school Um, it was not I was a grunge fan I really love we we talked a little bit about Sight of Janice and all these grunge bands back then but uh, the real reason why I started playing drums yeah. is because in my public school, I could skip math <laughs> because there was free drum lessons. Yeah. Yeah. That's good too. God damn it. It was so great. <laughs> I hated math. Yeah. It, was, it sucked so much. And I could just, you yeah. know, look at all my classmates saying, dudes, going to go to drum lessons, have fun <laughs> in math. I'm out of here. <laughs> And you know, um, wow, yeah, that was fantastic. So, that's actually that's I had a very the reason, good friend huh? back then who played guitar. So, this was you know, we did a band together in my first band back then many years ago. But was this, this was the actually, Colum- this was Colombian Necktie? No, it was a really indie band. Was a, uh-huh. it's, a, they were a, very good. I heard the tapes, yeah, it was, it was all right. It was, gave her many good experiences and uh, uh, was a nice well, you time. Met Sarn of, uh, back then I met Sarn, became good friends with our, our songwriting partner and producer now. And uh, so, uh-huh. but that's a, the, the that's the reason skipping math. Did um, do you remember the first record you bought? Yes, I do. What was it, Elvis? Really? Which one? Yes, a Danish uh, single collection LP. Uh Uh-huh, okay. And I was so proud of this LP, you know, I brought it to school... And everyone looked at me like I was some some freak, which was which I was. Uh But they, they, no one understood. You know, everyone was listening to uh, uh, a pop at that time, and I was uh, walking around with my Elvis record in school, and I was so proud of it. It was (laughs) my own money I spent, and uh, just so good. And so that the sixty sounds had a big love already for back then. And Flavia, what about you? Or it was actually Nevermind by Nirvana. Really? When it came out. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But I have to say something. We grew up also in the nineties, so of course the the grunge is a part of our. But my first CD was Mariah Carey. Yeah. Really. How long did that last? <laughs> <laughs> That's really horrible. I think it also came with a Brian Adams at a CD. Oh, okay, no, no. That's it was like a catalogue. It, it was like in a catalogue. You could you could order stuff. I didn't know what it was. So hey, man, it looked great. All, All right, it was set, a, yeah. Oh, that's a part of the upbringing. Then, it, but then it led me to a lot of ways. Beastie Boys, Beck, and uh, sure, so many cool uh, Oasis, Blur, and uh, yeah, it's no. a long, long journey. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go back to school in 1970. Oh yeah. Are we ready to kick out the jams? Yes. yes. Are you ready to testify? Yes. Can we shout the well, word or not? No. no. Here's a band with a killer drum of Dennis Machine Gun yeah. Thompson. Bop, bop, bop. No relation. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the MC5. Yes.
T-Rex. Yes. 20th century boy. In the UK, we hadn't seen the same adulation for a group since the Beatles and nearly 10 years earlier. But there was T-Rex mania was... is. Um, took over for a couple of years and uh, it was a very exciting time for, you know, fans of glam rock and teenagers. You know, Mark Boland was a very handsome, pretty man Mm -hmm. and uh, he was often on television and the girls went crazy and I guess some of the boys did as well. He has a show also, isn't it? Now he came out now on YouTube, amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was was terrific and a very nice man too. and he died at 29. Can you believe that? Right. 29. Way too young. Yeah. Were, the, were T-Rex a big force in Denmark or Brazil? Well, back you then were, I was, I was in, not born. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Old, yeah but we, 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 we make research about music, of course. And one thing right. leads to the other. And uh, when I discovered T-Rex, just the riffs, you know, just mm-hmm. the riff making. And, uh, and I really enjoy Mike Bolland's songwriting. He has a good chorus. He repeats it like a thousand times. Like, <laughs> the children of the revolution, sure. now you won't. Right. Uh, because, you know, what do you need more than that? Well, you need good a- riffs, good chorus. There you go. Yeah. yeah. How about the MC5? It was the same, you know. It's uh, this came with all the uh, one band leading to another, and uh, yeah, maybe Stooges led me to the MC5. I, I think, think it was around Stooges, also Sonics, Stooges, all this. It was all the miss, you know, a, a long way through a lot of records. I think, and uh, well, it was I don't said, remember when I discovered them. I mean, punk rock. It was always said that punk rock came out of the Stooges and mm-hmm. the MC5. Absolutely, they were the yeah. original kind of inspiration for that. It's uh, amazing how heavy they were for the sixties. Yeah, you know? yeah, they were definitely yeah, avant garde yeah. in a in mm-hmm. a, a, a yeah, there was of their time. Nothing like the Stooges. Then. Stooges <laughs> could have been a band today. Huh? It's amazing how it's like mid sixties and like late sixties. Uh, yeah, they uh, seem so fresh. So so fresh, fresh sounding, so uh, rebellious, and uh, mm-hmm. it's really fantastic. Stuff. And in, uh, sandwiched in between there, the boy I love by the Corets. Uh-huh. Um, tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, actually, it's a track from Here Are the Corets. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the first songs uh, I wrote for Corets, and uh, and we always thought, okay, if we did this raw version, you know, no overdubs from the, and we always thought, okay, this is actually a girl group song, uh-huh. uh, and we we didn't know how to do it back then. <laughs> So we said, okay, why don't we re-record it uh-huh. and then put it out as a B-side of a single. It's a B-side of what, actually? I don't remember. Ringo, I think. Ringo. We did yes. it as a B-side of Ringo. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then we said, okay, now we're going to go totally go group, put a lot of backing vocals over the pianos and all. So that's the second take we did. In, in a, and then finally, I think it's there where we should, it should have been <laughs> in 2015. Yeah. It's brilliant. All right. Um, so now, Hot Hot Heat Wave, would you... Tell me a little bit about that, and then I'll just hit play. A tremolo beer gut. That's actually a tremolo beer gut track. It's uh, uh, featuring us. Tremolo oh, beer gut okay. is a fantastic. I think it's the best surf band in the world. Yeah, I think it's so a Danish too. band, and uh, uh, it's also become very good friends of ours and Yebo and uh, all the the other in the group. And uh, yeah, they own the, the record label called Crunchy Frog. Yeah. Which is uh, released so the Ravenettes, for example. So it was Suna Sunavano was uh, the Ravenettes guy and Psyched Up Janice guy, and uh, he did the band together with Yebo. Oh. So Yebo's the drummer. So okay. they made yeah. he's the drummer, and they made this dogma band uh, many years, uh, thirty years ago or twenty five years ago. Uh, and it, we've always been really fans of this, and uh, and then 
Yeah, we are so proud to get a get a chance to be featuring on the yeah. Then we got Nini, friends with Yebo. Yeah, uh, he also fe- features yeah. in Theramine in in a single on a of Hoodle Hop. Oh yeah, that's a rare one. Yeah, that's yeah, Yebo. Yeah, yeah, yeah from Tel Aviv. Okay. And we become friends, of course. And actually, he released also our Christmas album. So what are you? Our Christmas do, single. Yeah. What are you doing on this record? Oh, I just I'm just saying weird stuff. You know, we improvised <laughs> on the studio. They invited us. Okay, and then I said, well, what am I gonna do? You know, I don't know. You just say weird stuff, and I just say weird stuff. Oh, okay. And Max is doing the same. <laughs> so and is, I think sooner, sooner Wagner is playing And it time. was just crazy just going. We were on tour going really shortly to the studio in Copenhagen. Oh. And they did, did the stuff and bam, 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 bam. And out, of, out the door again. It was a... Yeah. So we don't really remember how... <laughs> what did we actually do yeah. on it? But let's see. <laughs> <laughs>
the Corrette's all about you. It's wow. about escaping a toxic relationship, and that's oh, yeah. on the second LP. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You, got the, you got the meaning. We are the Corrette's, and it followed the real kids. Now, the real kids are not a household name over here, or anywhere, in fact. No. But I was so pleased to see this oh, yeah. on, on your list. Fantastic. Because when I worked for Bronze Records in the UK, I put that record out. Aye, come on. <laughs> You're part of rock and roll history. <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 no. Yes, no but, uh, what a privilege to I be here. A, I made a deal with Red Star Records, uh, who recorded them first, and um, I put out the Real Kids and the Suicide album in Europe. Okay. And um, so, how about that then? I, I mean, I, I figure. How did you hear about the real kids? I, it, I was introduced to real, real kids uh, when I played in this uh, my former uh, speed garage punk rock band, the uh, uh-huh. Colombian Neckties from Denmark. And, uh-huh. uh, so I that thought, was like one of the in the tour bus, uh, the one of the soundtracks of the tour. So sure. Uh, I thought it might have been Miriam at uh, Norton Records. Uh, no, but, no, no. This was uh, from uh, my old band there. Sure. It's, um, Wow, I'm glad to hear that they got to uh, Denmark. The yes, real kids. they did, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a really uh, many good days in the in the tour bus there. Sure. Listening to this, so the Corets are playing Cafe Nine tonight in New Haven. Now that's oh, yeah. just up the road, 30, 30 minutes um, away, and uh, Killer Kin are opening at nine o'clock. Now you've got to be over twenty-one or above, but. Um, uh, and it's, I feel that's a bit of a shame because the Corets should be seen as by as many youngsters as possible. So, so get Absolutely. your fake IDs out, kids, and <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, and, see, go and see. It's, 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 it's not a very expensive show, though. It's very reasonably priced, in fact. So I hope some of you can sneak in and uh, you'll yes. have the best time. And you never know, you might breaking actually law, want to end up being a musician. Being yeah. a rock and roll band. Like I did see in the Ramones exactly. at 12. So. Exactly. <laughs> Other shows to look out for in the coming days. Tomorrow, the 9th, the Roots are at the College Street Music Hall in New Haven at FTC Stage 1 in Fairfield on Tuesday, October the 17th. We've got Alejandro Escovedo and Ivan Julian over on Long Island. If you can't make the Courettes tonight, Lyle Lovett and Chris Isaac are at the West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Centre. That one's sold out. Next Friday, the 13th, Gene Casey and the Lone Sharks will be at Liam's Landing, formerly known as Giacomo Jacks in Amityville and music starts at 8 and former guitarist with Zoot Money's Big Roll Band and Dantalian's Chariot, oh okay, and The Police, Andy Summers will be at the Patchogue Theatre next Saturday the 14th of October. Live music and musicians make life worth living. Support them whenever you can. Music makes you feel good and musicians are the best people. So, earlier... I gave I gave you a copy of the Pristines album, yes, one and only LP, and you'll notice it's produced by Richie, Richard Gotterer, mm-hmm. who's also produced hits by The Angels, My Boyfriend's Back, oh. The McCoys, Hang On Sloopy, The Go-Go's, We Got The Beat, oh Blondie, Denis, Joan Armour Trading, Me, Myself, I, and Crucial Records by Robert Gordon with Link Ray, Dr. Feelgood and The Flesh Tones and many others. Oh. But in 1964, he formed a group with fellow New Yorkers Jerry Goldstein and Bob Feldman, The Strange Loves, yeah. to, to take on the British invasion because they couldn't pull off a British accent. They pretended they were Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Just come inside, the time is right for love and baby. 
I don't know what to say about that, really. No, except it's, it's short and sweet. It is getting hot in here. <laughs> Very spicy, too. Come inside. Another love song fueled by fuzz and sweat, yeah. according to Flavia. Yes. A one candy is not much better than this. It's, you know, this is also a really a naughty, a sleazy, naughty one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Bert Burns is also the the. Bert Burns uh, is also the song, one of the songwriters. The That's right. Exactly. We really dig Bert Burns' uh, work as a songwriter. Did you see the film? Yeah, we did. Yes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He plays the the uh, who plays his uh, flamingo guitar. Well, I yeah, think it yeah. was his idea to put it on. Right. But he's this. Uh, we we actually really dig him while doing Becky Mono yeah. because we like this this story that okay, take a piece of my. Heart. It was yeah. actually he was talking about his heart condition. Yeah. How to how to use sad stuff and create uh, yeah. uplifting yeah. songs about it. Yeah. So, for example, hop the twig and, and too late to say I'm Still. sorry. Wrote to Martin's the thing is, father during who was COVID dying of and cancer. COVID and a, uh, so, so we actually use the stuff in a in a way that is not depressing, yeah. but we could you know transform the pain in something. You Can know, you beautiful. explain hop the twig? What was it's a hop it's an old 1800s uh, slang of dying. Yeah, I hop just I came to it. Oh, in, I came to it in, in a book, you know, yeah. hop the twig. And I think it sounds, I mean, twiggy and sixties and catchy. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's actually, I thought it was a dance or something. Yeah, exactly. exactly, but it, it could be. Yeah, and yeah. and but if you if you check the verse, uh, it's all about dying, accidents, yes. you know, <laughs> crash and burn. And all. Right. But we made it in a way. You can just you know hop 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 the trick and have a have a good time in the dance floor. Ah, but the I thing see. is, we, and it was we, pandemic. We're losing friends, you know. So we we is hop the twig a Brazilian or a Danish thing? Well, the twig is like, uh, English, is I think. Is that English? Really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You've like, never heard about it? Yeah. No, I never heard about <laughs> it. It's, it's kick, kick the bucket in yeah, English. Yeah, I like keep kicking the bucket. Okay, we no, that, thing, that's next song. <laughs> yeah, but that's what we did with the Back in Mono. We, we, we had all these heartbreak songs, uh -huh. the teenage heartbreak songs, which you could dance to. But when you dig a little deeper in all the lyrics, you know, it's all about we lost like seven, seven loved dear ones during, <laughs> during just before pandemics and during and, and also in the pandemics with COVID. And uh, so it was a really tough time. So we used all this. Uh, it's a Burns, 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 Burns thing. We said, yeah. OK, right. so how can we do these songs you can dance to in a disco and uh, 
and uh, but it's super tragic. Uh, Talk uh, about existentialism, exactly. but in a way that is not heavy. Yeah. You know? no, the best songs are like that. Isn't it? That's yeah. one of this Absolutely. too late to say I'm sorry is uh, from the back of the Oh, Eleanor Rigby, uh, for example. Yeah. You know, that we just talk about sure. Beatles, favorite yeah. records. Yeah, and yeah. All yeah. That. So you've played festivals and shows all mm -hmm. over Europe and yeah. America now. Um, so you've seen probably a number of current bands. Yes. If you were given the chance to curate a day at, say, Coachella or Glastonbury, mm. who would you have on the bill with you? Well, of our fellow Any, uh, bands... It doesn't, doesn't have to be garage okay. bands. No, no, no. Anybody. I think we should talk about the bands we actually like sharing the stage with. Yes. Uh, because also to give people a shout-out to these bands who are out there. Great. Uh, I would put Ogunquit. Yep. from London they're amazing yeah. uh -huh. uh, and uh, we also did Schizophonics we did a, the tour with them they're absolutely. here from uh, San Diego okay the Schizophonics all these really them. hard workers we see around yeah. there because we have so many there's so many good bands and people are working really hard we really respect hard working bands yeah. so now yeah. we all the cheers go to the, yeah. the hard workers out the and jackets the jackets from so Switzerland nice band. The, yeah. jackets. the jackets the jackets they're, they're really good, good. Uh, Tremolo Birga, Power Soul, Power Soul. Soul. we talked about them before, yep. and uh, uh, we love King Kong in the Shrines, uh, yeah, Fred played saxophone in uh, uh, Voodoo Dawn, I don't know if you're going to have time have time to listen to that. <laughs> the Blue Van. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Blue Van from Denmark, uh -huh. so that would be a kick-ass lineup. Good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who are we forgetting? Yeah, we're definitely forgetting somebody, but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, those are great bands, just and check them out. What time of the day would you go on stage? Oh, well, are we really not bothered to be the last, isn't it? I don't know. What time? Okay. <laughs> well, the night time is the right time. The night time. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, here's someone I would have loved to have seen live. Yes. Who picked Etta James? I did. You did? Yeah. But I love the track, too. <clears throat> yeah. Uh-huh. We get chills every time. This right. is, um, I call it the, the best song in the world. Really? Yeah.
Well, that's a 16-year-old Lulu with her group The Lovers with their first single, a UK top ten cover of the Isley Brothers' Shout, released in 1964. Another fabulous record and one of my early 45s too. She's still at it, you know. Really? She's playing a US show in Minneapolis October the 30th and then she turns 75 four days later. Wow. Mm. Good boy, Lulu. We love you. Right. And um, let's see. In the middle there, the Corettes, the uh, fabulous Corettes, with trash can honey from back to mono, and up top, the one and only Etta James. I'd rather go blind. Well, as we're careening towards the end of the show, I'm sad to say, and there's so many other records they brought along, like Teen Generate and The Stones and The Temptations, The Beatlets, Stevie Wonder and David Bowie, but we're not going to be able to do that this time. Next time. We'll do that next time if you will come back. I hope you will. For us, we'll come back every day. (laughs) It's been a pleasure, Howard, talking about music, you know, listening to the songs for your great speakers here in the studio. It's been a... Yeah. What a privilege. It's a great afternoon. where we've been crying several times (laughs) listening to it. I mean, it's my pleasure and and I haven't had this much fun in ages. Um, So, let's see. If you like what we do here, feel free to express yourself by clicking on the donate button at WPKN.org. We are listener-sponsored, after all, and the very opposite of all those corporate radio stations fouling up the airwaves. I'll see you in two weeks for another episode of Pure, and that's the day the new Rolling Stones album is released, so you can probably guess what I'll be playing. And since the Stones showed up on your list, let's take it... Well, I don't know. I actually was going to finish with the Rolling Stones, but since I started with the Rolling Stones, I'm going to finish with the Corettes. So um, let's see if we can jam two Corettes songs in this, and I'll... uh, Well, I hope I'll see you all at uh, Cafe 9 in New Haven tonight. It's going to be a blast, folks. Come down. Yeah, thanks for having us. No, Buffy! Oh, that's, that's the wrong one, right? Yeah, yeah that's Coffee Jam. Yeah, that's Coffee Jam. Track three. Yeah. 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 Yeah.